This is the last show of 2023, season three. Uh, we, we are at the. We're out of we're ideas. Completely, this is we're it. done. Man, we're toast. This is the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> There's one pickle left in this jar, and we're Our gonna scraping. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Interrogang Podcast. This time, we made it to the end of 2023. We survived. So, we celebrate with a look back on what this year meant for the world of type, and set our sights on 2024 as we inch ever onward towards glory. I'm Joshua Dick, along with my good friend, your Interrogang co-host, and a man who crossed every T in 2023, but will be dotting I's more in 2024, Kyle Reed. Hello, Kyle. How are you? Hi, Josh. Doing great. It's very nice to be here with you here at the very end of the year. End of the year. We're moving on. And uh, I should say that that phrase, uh, inching ever onward towards glory, has become a bit of a catchphrase here for us. Yes. Doing proof and co-work. I think it's a very fitting, (laughs) very fitting phrase as we slowly move towards glory. Thank you all for joining us on this expeditious journey let's get to it let's go this is it week 50 2023 well that's right as josh mentioned we are at the end of the year this is the last interrogang episode of 2023 and i thought we should just you know do away with any kind of pretension or (laughs) theme and just say we're going for fun Let's have some fun, Josh. As opposed to what we've done all year long, which is very strict, <laughs> very stringent, school yeah. marmy. We we do mm-hmm. not tolerate fun, so we we're no. breaking the mold here. We've we've pent up so much need for fun that uh, this time I've pulled together a couple of typefaces, three to be exact, uh, that were released this week that really just have the most fun. That's all they care about, and that's all I'm here for too. Take advantage, Kyle. This is the only fun you're allowed to have. <laughs> oh, pressure's on now. Now I'm not having fun. Okay, clock is ticking, Kyle. Come on. Well, in that case, <laughs> first off, uh, is a gorgeous typeface pulled from the halls of ITC in the 70s, a Soma. A Soma is designed by James Platner, and it is a typeface that, quote, aims to revive the sense of wonder and mystery of the 1970s monoweight typefaces such as ITC Busurama, ITC Serif Gothic, and Marvin. <laughs> can't forget Marvin. <laughs> you really can't forget Marvin. Um, <laughs> loosely inspired by its predecessors, Asoma contains many new forms, as well as plenty of ligatures and alternates for locked-up layouts. Uh, yeah, so to me, Asoma is is taking that uh, Carnese and Lubalin era and absolutely running with it, having a good time, uh, not reinventing the genre or anything. It's not throwing anything out, but it is uh, just adding a little extra flair. It's got a little more flick of the wrist. It's got a little bit more extra kick in its bell-bottom jeans, uh, and it's a little bit more extra sauce when it comes to that retro look. I think this is a cool one to end the year with. It's super indulgent. It's just like a typeface fan's typeface and has that retro Stephen King horror movie title book cover vibe. 
Isoma really is the ultimate playing with your food font. <laughs> in I that, like that it has all of these stylistic alternates, but they are not optional. They are <laughs> they are the typeface. You need to use them. You need to play with them. They are part yeah. of the design. You don't get to just use Asoma. You have to work within Asoma, and that's what makes it so great because it gives you so much to work with. Yeah, it's stylish. It's uh, retro and kind of funky. I really like that one. Second uh, on my list today is from Cast Foundry. They published Burgi this week, uh, spelled B-U-R-G-H-I. It's a chubby, chonky typeface with an Italian heritage, hence the G-H-I. Thank you for bringing chonky to the table. I'm bringing chonky back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, (laughs) designed by Fabrizio Falcone and Alex Bossi, the burgi came from the graphic styles of the early fast food joints and especially the logo perhaps influenced by Joseph Churchward's Mariana typeface of the first Italian U.S.-style fast food chain, Burgi, B-U-R-G-Y. So there was this youth culture that spawned fashion and just attitude. It was focused around this fast food American burger restaurant in the middle of Milan. Like, this is so fascinating to me. And you and I, Josh, have said multiple times on this show that we really appreciate when there's a, a really great specific inspirational reference for a typeface. Um, this is a, is about as inspirationally specific as possible. <laughs> you really can find inspiration anywhere you look and want to find it. Yeah. So Bergie, the typeface, is an homage to this era of style, of attitude, the mod fashions, and the casual globalist cultural influences being adopted at the time. Uh, it's a typeface that embraces its own inspiration, does not care what you think, because it is mm-hmm. squidgy and round and has some strange square counterforms in places and not in others. Like, it just doesn't give a F <laughs> yeah. about what you could think of it. It's just going to be over there in the corner doing its thing until you realize that it's actually really, really cool. Almost got you to swear there. Um, yeah. yeah it is, <laughs> it's surprising that there aren't more of these generic fast food looking typefaces out there, or at least fast food inspired it's Mm. nice to have just this like this is where it came from this is what it's going to look like it has like you say that kind of bulbousness and and lightness yeah not lightness because it's they they are chonky (laughs) but there's a a levity to it that does bring you straight to a burger joint yeah no this one's really cool um i I again i really do love the uh descriptive page that cast foundry has put together for this because they have some amazing photos <laughs> uh okay so let's jump into the third uh item on our list today let's check out our h-o-u-r our uh, a pixelated beveled dream of a thing from 205 tf designed by frederico parabarios our is an original typeface that proposes a contemporary interpretation of engraved letters exploring how we perceive their forms based on the angle of incidence of the sun and the ambient light. This typeface breaks with a two-dimensional representation of the alphabet. So this is where it starts getting a little tricky, Mm -hmm. especially to describe on a podcast. But um, (laughs) 
<laughs> they say one of the main challenges of our was how to portray the texture and depth of lapidary engraving. So it's, I think, you know, this beveled facing in very strong, bold geometric letter forms. It's, it's got shadows uh, under constraints of Bezier curves. Um, the, they say the illusion is created through an interplay of rasters and varying values, though actually only drawn in black. Each letter appears to contain tones of gray. Mm. Okay, so I think this is just so cool and fun. Uh, it's a hack. It's a hack of a typeface. And I don't mean that in a really bad, disparaging way. Like, it's a, such a cool way. It is not way. hacky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they've hacked their way into an effect with this typeface. Yeah. Uh, by ha- only having it one color, it's actually two, three, four colors of shade in in one typeface um so to me this is super new uh this hack is uh this hack of making screened tones is a real masterstroke and brings color and shade to the table in a way that really no one else is yeah it also is uh it kind of reminds me of video game type because it Mm -hmm. feels a little pixely which is just another layer of aesthetic information on this thing that is kind of fascinating but like if pick a video game pixel font from the future if that makes any sense (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes it does yeah anyway what do you think josh our our here at the 11th hour of the year Ah. would goes down to my list of like absolute favorites for the year yes because i don't see how you can't view it as this expanse of pixelation it's it's Mm. taking this pixelation genre and growing it far beyond the actual boundaries of pixel fonts yeah and that's great also i love a good naming structure you know this our listeners know this (laughs) so the idea that it's named clear cloudy and sunny to Mm -hmm. differentiate the difference in the tone is fantastic i love that i want more of that i can't get enough of that so i a few people do that as well as 205 tf they are very inventive with their subfamily naming very rarely are they just the conventional display text yeah what have you (laughs) so on and so forth so cloudy sunny clear give me more weather i yes more yeah (laughs) i want so good i want to be the font meteorologist out there Well, I was really tempted to buy this guy. I agree, Josh. This is one of my, uh, in the 11th hour, jumping into one of my favorites yeah. um, as well. Go so, buy it. Yeah, this is a just a cool one to own. It's probably not one that you're going to throw out onto a mood board at a you know client branding project, but you'll you'll love that you have it you know it's just one of those like ah yeah that font just makes me happy in my my library (laughs) i say do it use it everywhere legal documents (laughs) have fun with that (laughs) well kyle another year down 2023 is at its end i can't believe it i truly can't believe it it's (laughs) In one way, I can. In another way, I really can't. (laughs) I really have nothing more to say about it other than I can't believe that we're here and we made it. So instead of having everyone just listen to the two of us be like, wow, let's actually talk (laughs) about what 2023 was in the world of type. Let's, Let's look back. Let's reflect a bit, Kyle. Absolutely. Yeah. 
what are your what are your big takeaways from 2023 in the in the type industry? What did you see this year? How did you feel? How did that make you feel, uh, Kyle? Great question, Josh. I'm Thank really you. glad that you asked that. <laughs> um, I feel like this is the first time in all of season three that you finally asked me, how are you feeling? He asked me. He asked me. <laughs> no, that's not true. I think you asked me in every single intro to every episode, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> that's true, actually. So, yeah, you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah. So th- <laughs> this year... We saw a lot happen this year, um, and some of my biggest takeaways on like the industry level, just a bird's eye view look. To me, I saw a year of foundries shoring up their catalogs, just strengthening them, whether it's character extensions, uh, additional language sets added to you know typefaces that they have in the catalog already, or filling a couple of gaps in their offerings in different genres. I saw a lot of foundries just releasing what they wanted to release to, uh, with the strength of their catalog at the forefront. Uh, and that was really positive for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's easy for people to look at the independent type world and say, you know, oh, you just get to release whatever you want whenever you want to and just put it out. Like, there's some real strategic thinking going on. And even at the individual level the foundries that are one person two people they're still thinking like big foundries and this year they've laid down incredible catalogs and built out uh economic offerings that present a really strong face for 2024 yeah so that was my my big takeaway on the industry um what about you how did you feel about 2023 as a year in type yeah, I I agree with everything everything you said. I feel like this year was about the ever expanding universe that is typography, hmm. especially independent typography, because we've talked about how we saw a lot of foundries expanding previous families, adding new styles to existing families. As we've talked about, yeah. monospace fonts, whether they were new designs or expansions, just seemed. I mean, they were constant every week. There was a new monospace, it felt like. Right. Which I think also speaks to some of that strategy you're talking about. There's obviously something in the water that says, this is what people want. Yeah. And even though we don't have direct data on the sales of those, obviously there's a demand for monospace. Also, this was a year that had uh, some big releases from independent foundries. We had lamented at the end of last year that we weren't really seeing... Super families, we weren't really seeing mm. these wide. They were a lot of single font releases or, you know, one style with a couple weights. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, 2022, the largest release in terms of number of styles that we tracked was 120. Mm-hmm. This year, the largest was 702. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was and that? That was. I actually don't remember. Staten from Cantrell type. Oh my gosh! Oh, you're totally right. Wow. If you include oh, and that this... typeface is beautiful too. Yeah, right. It's well designed. If you include Staten and Staten Sands, there were 702 styles. Of that there were also releases of 126, 144, 324. So we saw massive mm. super families, fonts that I think foundries were trying to say. We're, we're, we really want to cover all your bases, 
you have uh, a lot of variable options out there, but we also can fill those gaps with these static styles. Yeah. And that's an option for you in a way that we, at least in the few years prior to this, we weren't seeing massive releases like that from independent foundries. Yeah, great stat. And we're also, we haven't finished tracking everything that came out this year, obviously, because we've still got a couple weeks. We're still putting together all of our data, but we already have seen 1,300 more individual styles released this year than last year. Individual fonts, you mean? Yes. Ah, okay, that's a huge number. So, yeah, we're seeing, there's a, there's a lot more happening. So to me, there's a, <laughs> I don't see how I could say anything else about 2023 with regards to independent type other than production. A lot of stuff yeah. was coming out. It's expanding. Um, so, yeah, that expanding, cool. ever-expanding universe of type is, yeah. is really at the forefront for me. But I did want to say also, I think that that contrasts kind of interestingly with uh there were some high profile lettering and branding projects this year that were really mm-hmm. odd or downright disliked you had <laughs> uh you know you had obviously twitter becoming x you had yes the johnson and johnson fiasco you had that uh i Heart new york debacle this summer we had that or we talked about that uh extensively in an earlier yeah. podcast episode about the we heart nyc being a huge misstep typographically yeah. uh and so that's just something i think 2023 will could be remembered for when you when you just kind of soft focus think about what the year was like in type yeah absolutely yeah that's an interesting contrast there um but the while the type industry is expanding the uh branding industry and the folks who are using type are kind of floundering a little bit so maybe we'll see those uh, those fortunes improve on the branding and design side uh, in 2024. And I understand that those things are not, those Venn diagrams don't overlap completely. Those yeah. are not completely intertwined or even all that correlated. But I think if I'm just thinking about how uh, type is perceived, mm-hmm. perhaps in 2023, there's there's a weird there's a weirdness around it. And when when we are looking deeply into independent type and we know that there's good design and not just good design but it's quality and quantity yes um then it it's a bit deflating when it doesn't happen exactly yeah it it can be but it's just a notable mismatch to me it's it doesn't line up um and i do think there's room for that to realign a little bit better uh cool moving forward yeah so let's let's then, Kyle, if I if I may, let's let's talk sure. about this here this here podcast. We just finished, or we are finishing. I get, it has not finished yet. I shouldn't count my blessings. <laughs> we are in the act before. of finishing <laughs> uh, season three of the entire yeah, gang. Season Kyle, three. Can you believe that we've done this for for three years? It's a little strange to think about that we <laughs> we've been able to commit to almost 30 episodes a year for three years like that's that's a lot of work uh and i look back on it being like we did all that but yeah we did just week in week out it's something that we care about and that we do um so in yeah in a way i am surprised that we're here because that feels like a lot of episodes and a big number season three 
Um, but also, you know, we, we've been doing it diligently. No, Kyle, it's not work if you enjoy it. It nah, hasn't felt like work, Kyle. Come on. And maybe that's the secret. That's yeah, the secret the, to getting the secret to season sauce. three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thank, thank all of you out there who have not turned this episode off yet uh, for listening at least to this episode, but presumably to us uh, somewhere in the past. Um, but so I wanted to look back for a moment, Kyle. On, on season three, we did 29 episodes, full new yeah. episodes in in season three do you have any favorite episodes moments uh remembrances good question let me think back to a, a simpler a time, simpler time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i do have some favorite moments from this season i, yeah, I loved me. all the shows that we did um it's like I, your children. I you can't pick just one right i genuinely believe that i really did <laughs> like every single one um, but uh, to me, the Jeopardy episode stands out as, I think, my favorite. It was yeah. just a fun game. Uh, it was interesting to try to stump you in some ways, and it was fun to be stumped in typography just to open up the conversation. That was so much fun. I hope we get to do that again next year. We The games. I always love the yeah, games. It, and if they weren't <laughs> like such a bear to put together, we would do them... I think every week because they are <laughs> they are the most fun. We did work quite a, quite hard on the Jeopardy game, but that was so worth it. That was probably one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I don't have a, a fi- I, I you know me. I need to pick more than one thing. Of course, I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just waiting, <laughs> patiently yeah, waiting. Uh, so for you to break. The while rules. the Jeopardy episode is my favorite episode, I do think that we did something new this year that I really really liked, and I wanted to call out is that we had an interview this year yeah and i want to do more of that next year we interviewed um around the topic of ai right right uh lindsay from lindsay lassiter uh yeah from from lasso and we had a fantastic time great conversation uh and it just felt like that was a nice thing to do and i really look forward to to more of that yeah yeah we also had an episode where we interviewed doug wilson about uh his linotype project so we yeah we do want to make the Intera gang a more inclusive gang. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm glad we were able to do that a little bit this year. Um, totally. You uh, you didn't warn me on our document here, so you stole my answer for favorite episode, which is the episode we had with uh, Lindsay Laster. So that's why, that's why we follow cool. the rules, Kyle, here. Because <laughs> you can really kind of that's why you follow cut in the front rules, of Josh. someone and hurt their feelings. <laughs> um, no, but I, not only did we have a guest, uh, Lindsay Lester, come on and talk about artificial intelligence in type, but we had, uh, uh, again, a game Yeah, uh, where I tried to stump the two of you on whether a font description was human written or AI written. And man, oh man, did I stump you guys. It or was did, so good. Rather, did AI <laughs> stump you guys. I'm it very was, embarrassed at how we did on that and show. I was, And I am very proud. So <laughs> that was great so fun job for me. Done. <laughs> I note you were happy that we had Lindsay on, but you didn't mention the game. So I, that maybe wasn't your favorite moment. Um, um, no, I, I, that was a good time. And that's a great episode to have as a favorite uh, because it was... It, it was talking about type in a very specific way, but very fun and yeah. And we did a we did so a three good. part series on AI this season, and basically our conclusion was we don't have a conclusion. We didn't really <laughs> we 
we basically not. talked about how AI could influence the industry, could help the industry, and man, it just isn't there yet. So it yeah. was fun to then distill it down to just font descriptions. You know, ChatGPT is arguably the part of AI that's working the best right now. Yeah. And we were able to kind of play around with that and and put that to, to its best use. Um, but since we're picking two episodes, I guess, yeah. uh, I also, second? I did want to mention the episode that we mentioned earlier this, this time, uh, when we talked about the WeHeart NYC rebrand yeah. earlier in, in the spring, because I like to think that we're very positive mm-hmm. on this podcast. We like, I'd to, like to say so. We yeah. like to promote independent typography. We like to be nice guys. It was fun <laughs> to be upset about something. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun to rag on something. Do and, you want more outrage on this show, Josh? I I bottle it up, so it's good that I can <laughs> get it out here and there. Uh, but no, I I just I enjoyed having a conversation where we could kind of vent a little bit on something yeah. and something that we could also back up. Our we, these weren't just we had these opinions we just didn't like them we yeah. we backed it up with with some stuff and i felt mm-hmm. i felt good about that uh cool so so that would be my my second choice but again always the games i enjoy when we get to play some fun games on this podcast absolutely yeah we had some really good topics and episodes this year so yeah uh so let's let's keep let's keep looking inward kyle let's keep boiling okay. it down sure I mean, for us, it's been a big year because we really expanded uh, what we were able to do with this podcast. We expanded what Proof & Co. did. We put out our first report in Almanac this year. We created yeah. a whole other podcast, Typecraft, go subscribe. Uh, <laughs> we've, we, we were able to put our, you know, hang out our shingle, as it were, a little bit yeah. more this year we laid the groundwork for some amazing things to come and so uh, so it's a big year this big year stuff to stuff to remember from 2023 (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. the nicest thing i can say about it (laughs) but as we look let's let's look to the future kyle and i but i i want to before we officially get to 2024 that Mm -hmm. that beacon on the hill that is 2024 I want to I want to cleanse ourselves of some demons here, Kyle. I want to. Oh no! <laughs> I think we should both make a, a typographic confession. Just something oh. you want to get off your chest, so that we can start with as clean a slate as possible for twenty twenty four. Sure. And I'll, I'll I can start on this one to to. Please, yeah, this might be cathartic. I'm, okay, I'm into it because I'm ready. I'm ready to to get this off. My chest. What do you need, I need to get to, off your chest, Josh? What's your confession? My admission to you and all of our listeners, to the world, really, <laughs> um, is that I don't really like the ampersand symbol. It doesn't do it for me. I have no problem with the design. I know it's a big thing in type design. Like People love to really put a lot of effort into sure. an ampersand. Yeah. If I see it in written text, it's like when you see an actor on a show and they didn't like lose themselves in their role and it takes you out of it and mm-hmm. ampersand takes me out of the story and i'm like why didn't they just write Interesting. end why is this symbol just here in the middle you find and it I, un- unnecessary it's unnecessary i, I would never mm. use it and i don't really <laughs> get 
why anyone else uses it and i don't understand what what the big deal is which i admit this is a pretty bad admission seeing as our proof and co logo has an ampersand <laughs> has an ampersand prominently yeah. displayed uh so yeah. that's my that's why i feel like i need to admit that to you because uh, I've been holding that in. I've been buying that I had no idea in. you felt this way, Josh. Yeah. After all yeah. this time. Yeah. Am I am I fired? Uh, no, but you're responsible for renaming the company now but and I'm, filing all those papers. But I'm on watch. <laughs> I'm on thin ice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're on, first warning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good confession. I appreciate that. Not everybody needs to be a fan of the ampersand. Uh, Thank you. I don't know, personally understand it. That makes me feel seen. Um, but uh, you are valid. Your feelings are valid, Josh. And I can't say I have a great reason. I just, <laughs> when I see it, I, I just rather see the word end. I don't know. Okay. Hot take for the, to end the year. I'm an end guy. <laughs> All right, Kyle, do you have a confession? Sure, yeah. My typographic confession uh, is that my opinions on free fonts have softened this year. Oh, tell me more. I feel as a, I've been a, a big proponent for everybody should reject the idea of free fonts, chalk up the money for quality fonts. But this year, for some reason, I think we've seen a lot of efforts of independent type foundries and designers to get fonts into the hands of regular everyday design folk. Yeah. Just so they can start getting used get out there and uh, start this wheel of, of sales. It's the big mouth of the funnel. And I don't yeah. think we've seen more free fonts this year. This is probably an interesting thing to drill into. Not not a whole bunch, yeah. But I do feel as though my opinion about whether free fonts are good or bad for the industry has... Uh, I'm coming around to that, to the idea. And I feel weird admitting that. It is a confession for me, being such a stalwart uh, advocate for pay good money for good fonts. But right. there are a lot more, it feels as though there are a lot more opportunities to find free or accessible fonts, even if they're trial fonts. I'll kind of include that in this, uh, in this confession here, that you know that's really a good thing. So according to our, our database, so we don't track free fonts specifically we we right we really for our database purposes want independent uh fonts that are out for sale we have yeah. we do have in our database this year six re new releases that have a pay what you can or pay what you want mm. model which is you know that layer in between could be free right if you yep. want or can right. pay free <laughs> depending on how then your conscience free. feels about that right <laughs> um, but you also mentioned trial fonts we have in our database currently from this year 35 percent of new releases offered some kind of trial font option yeah oh what a cool stat yes so, absolutely so that is a, a, a way in and i think that's a higher number than i would have guessed yeah and that is a way in to have fonts not that you can use widely, but that gets these fonts in front of you and and in front of the people around you. Yeah. To that that then leads to sales, and that mm -hmm. that matters. I think to your greater point of just softening on free fonts, I do feel like when we see a foundry that is an established foundry that is putting fonts out for sale, if they choose to put a font out for free, they're doing so because they 
want to because yes. they, they know they've got something that's just for fun. You mm-hmm. don't want to, they didn't want people to miss out on this, but we, they also know this is just, like it's not going to break the bank for this them. This is our gift to you. Yes, exactly. And I think that that's worth softening your view on free funds. You shouldn't be staunchly yeah. against, as you said, we are here about fun this time. For this one episode, <laughs> we are about fun. Let's and have some fun, finally. <laughs> if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be all footloose about free fonts, <laughs> then uh, that's not having yeah. fun. That's just crotchety. Yeah. And we are not crotchety yet. Someday. Hopefully not. Any day now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kyle... Then let's move. We've we've slowly been we've moved from twenty twenty three down. We are here at the precipice of twenty twenty four. Let's talk about our New Year's resolutions. It yeah. is time. It is time for that that wonderful wonderful yearly event. Um, and I want to start real quick. I went mm-hmm. back to last year's our New Year's episode from last year to see what our New Year's resolutions were from last oh, year. Oh no. Do you, a little do accountability you here. Do you remember what I have you said? no idea what I said. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I had no idea what we said. Um so here your resolution for 2023 was to update your personal type library. Oh. You you said you had a lot of things in the cart that you wanted to press buy on. Yeah, did you, sure. Did you do that? Uh, I'll have to go back and actually see if I bought more fonts this year than other years. Um, I did buy fonts this year. I don't know if I made a deliberate effort to update the library, but yeah, I would say I, I did consciously spend money on fonts in strategic ways. We'll All say right. that. Then we'll say yeah. yes. We'll check that so, one as a yes. Yeah, 50%. Do I get you know, half points for no, that? No, I'll give you the full point. We're <laughs> All right. fun, Kyle. There you go. <laughs> points uh so mine was to pay more attention to how type is used in branding and i would say seeing as (laughs) seeing as we were able to work branding into our our episodes more this year than ever before yeah and i even talked about it earlier today i feel like that's a a good check i didn't mean to do it but i did it. also full points uh yeah i was gonna say how conscious was that for you (laughs) when you yeah, that? subconsciously stumbling into your New Year's resolution is acceptable mm. and is allowed, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Um, so what's what would be your New Year's resolution for 2024, Kyle? And then be prepared in 12 months to be <laughs> <laughs> to be yes. tested on it. Well, first of all, future Kyle, 2024 into 2025, Kyle, I'm sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for me, my personal, I guess, type resolution this year is to be better be a better thesaurus oh yeah i think that they're talking about type a lot we do we do talk about type a lot we talk about it here on the the, uh, interrogating podcast we talk about it in the concierge uh we talk about it in the weekly every week and we have a lot of words to fill yeah i think we're at the point now with each of those services where we've established a rhythm but we've also established a certain vocabulary. I'd like to break out of that a little bit, improve, and yeah, uh, yeah tr- find more new, exciting ways to talk about type. Um, I don't know what that looks like yet, but I imagine it starts with the thesaurus and says, how else can we describe these words? Perhaps there are some really antiquated words that we can bring back that yeah. maybe have fallen out of fashion. I'd love to do that. Make us more crotchety. Sure. Whatever it ends up being, uh, I'm here for in, it. In a good, in a good way. 
Yeah, I'd like to expand my vocabulary and how I talk about fonts. Phenomenal, Kyle. Very, Thank you. Very nice. Wholesome, not too ambitious, but also, uh, you know, achievable. Yeah. What about you? What's your resolution? My typography slash interrogang slash proof and co uh, New Year's resolution is I, I want to give the people what they want more. So nice man of the people. Keep, uh, you know, sending us messages <laughs> if you want to hear about certain topics, if you want to hear more about something we're talking about less, if you, well, yeah. if you don't want to hear from us at all, keep that to yourself. <laughs> uh, but I want to I wanna make sure that it's not just the two of us talking about what we want to talk about on this mm-hmm. podcast or, or keeping this, this database just under lock and key guarded by a dragon. I want to make yeah. sure that we're adequately and fervently putting out information and conversation that actually aids <laughs> actually is helpful i <laughs> it's really I helpful <laughs> i i i just want to be helpful we'll see if we can't be more helpful more insightful uh you're right giving people what they want that's a great resolution you know do what i can <laughs> and then let's end on this kyle as we have mm-hmm. uh every year for our final episode of the season to close out season three of the interrogang au revoir season three uh what are your <laughs> do you have any predictions for 2024 in, ah, the, yes. in the independent type world the dreaded nostradamus moment let's see here why don't you go first but Josh? <laughs> <laughs> well here i'll i'll give you a buffer. i have are you ready for a, a little bit of a buffer? You don't have to listen to me. I'll just talk. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll handle it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so similarly, I looked back at last year's predictions to see how mm-hmm. well we did on these too. Okay. Um, and so Kyle, in true Kyle fashion, gave me two predictions because he couldn't follow the rules. <laughs> um, and one, the first one is unbelievable that you nailed this one. You said that oh, there cool. would be more expansion of previous families by foundries to include more styles and and to put out more things in their type labs or their vaults. Oh my gosh. And we saw that all over the place this yeah. year. So kudos to you. I bow to you on that one. That was amazing. Thank you. We are in tune, aren't we? Um, yeah, that's and, great. And then your other prediction was that you thought we would see more text styles as opposed to display or big flashy. Uh, mm. I mean, I think... I think we, because we saw more of the super family things, we did yep. see those, but I don't think we saw a huge amount. I don't have an exact number of text. Sure. Subfamilies. Accidental was, success on that one. <laughs> but it was not huge. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's true. I think we did see more display styles continue to be made. It, maybe that was wishful thinking. I, I think it was more of a hope than a, than a yeah. true prediction. So, yeah. So, when it comes to predictions this year, I think I have more of a hope and, uh, a wishful thinking part of it. Listen, I'm not surprised that you're yeah. <laughs> taking the hopeful route. So give it to us. My hope for 2024 is that we'll see more personality come through in type design. I don't know if this is a prediction because it's it's a really difficult thing to do. And I think it's something that's earned over time. I don't know how you track yeah. that. Like, I think over the course of years, you see this happen. But it's my hope that the industry will start to move towards that. And by personality, I mean the distinct points of view that are different, yeah. that are unique. I don't think we need another 
Futura Neo Grotesque. You know, like we don't need something that's been made already. What we need is, you know, unique voices speaking louder and adding to the conversation instead of just prolonging a conversation. We need more VTC trays. We need more yeah. from the heart, from the soul of the designer. Yes. I think Counterforms did a great job of that this year. Yes. Um, some of their releases were really unique. I think Letter Juice has done a great job. A lot of these smaller, uh, globally-minded foundries, I think, are doing great things. I'd love to see more personality come through in type design and and start to do well. You know, It's not just about the marketing and having that be a, a marketing touchpoint, yeah. but it's about the type designs themselves striking a chord with the general public and... Um, doing doing good things for the foundry and the designers that make them. So Nice, Kyle. Very nice. So that's more of a hope than a prediction. I hope it does become a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> and then a reality. And then a reality, right? It's like, I hope it, it does get there, but it it's is a, at least just wishful thinking for now. It's a caterpillar right now. Yeah. We'll have to see if it cocoons and then flies away as a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'll... You'll have to tune back in for, for my actual prediction. I don't think I have like, an actual, <laughs> like, to... this is going to happen this year. I, I think I'll, I'll take the success of last year and say, yeah, I really, really nailed that. You so. got to ride high <laughs> on that one. Uh, yeah. But also, yeah, everyone check back in 2024. You, you'll get uh, <laughs> yep. more Kyle predictions. Little <laughs> Kyle Stradamus over there. Mm, yeah, that's me. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Do you have any predictions or hopes? For 24? <laughs> for 2024, mm-hmm. and this relates to my my feeling that we saw some high-profile weirdnesses and missteps, I think we're going to see fewer of those high-profile oopsies in 2024. I actually do think we are going to see, now that some of those changes were as visible as they were and and got the bad PR, I think we'll see uh, the, the pendulum will come back and there's going to be a, a little bit more thought given to how either major rebrands or even smaller rebrands are yeah. done with a, a better lettering and typography focus. It felt a little Wild Westy this year. And I, yeah. I maybe this is more a hope too, but I don't think that's sustainable. I think we're going to mm-hmm. see a little bit more measured. Hopefully that means that some of, uh, of the great work we're seeing from smaller foundries, independent foundries, that they get bumped up, that they get noticed more. There's plenty yeah. out there to notice. Sure. I just don't think it's sustainable to be making these seemingly bizarre, maybe bonkers, <laughs> maybe decisions, perhaps, <laughs> if you will. That's an interesting touch point there, Josh. I think that there's, uh, there's a lot... To- uh, that we don't know about the minds of designers and how they are approaching typography and branding is in a state of flux at the moment. How will typography continue to inform that conversation? Um, yeah, we have a lot to, like you said, hope for. Um, I don't know how wild westy it will continue to be, but I'm maybe a little bit more optimistic than you are. I think, I think Brandy's going to lock it down this next year and, oh, I think, I, and try I, to do better. I, I definitely think, I don't think it can sustain, not, we all can't sustain if we're not trying to do better. So let's all <laughs> try to do better, shall we? Yeah, Come with great me on sentence. this journey. Yep. 
we can't sustain what we've been doing so let's let's ramp it up uh nice. i think i think that's a perfect note we've we've gone on long enough uh in 2023 yeah i'm so excited for the year ahead though like there's going to be so many incredible new fonts to see new experiences to have um new friends to make um you know my only word of encouragement to those out there who are listening is if you have an idea for a typeface if you've been wanting to start a foundry make typography a part of your life do it go for it there's never been a better time than now to jump into this industry that is growing that is together that is really actually uniting under creativity um yeah i think there's now's a great time and we need your voices we need more people making amazing things don't let the imposter syndrome get you don't let the idea of bigger bigger typefaces more successful typefaces ruin your approach go for it it's it's going to be a good year just a note of optimism here at the end well i can't beat that let's get out of here <laughs> all right josh we'll see you in the new year bye <laughs> That's it for this week's Gang. This episode was edited by Andrew Spiris, who also provides most of the original music you hear on our episodes, and without whom, literally none of this would be possible. No one would be able to hear us. The music you're listening to right now is Cut It Loose by Max Band. The Gang is a production of the Proof & Co. Podcast Network, along with our new podcast, Typecraft. Links to all the digital products we have to offer can be found in our episode notes. Follow us on, I give up, it's freaking called X, I guess, at proof underscore and underscore co. Thanks, 2023. On Instagram at proofco.xyz. Or drop us a line via email at hello at proofco.xyz. If you have any thoughts on what we discussed in this episode, have any topics you would like to hear discussed on a future Inter Gang, or if you're already crotchety, we'd love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the podcast, and of course, we hope you are, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month by following the link in our episode notes. Your support helps us expand what Proof & Co. and the Inter Gang have to offer into the new year and beyond. We'll be off for a couple months from putting out new full episodes, but we'll keep up with the new font releases and be back with season four before you even know it. If three seasons is good... Four must be better. Hopefully. As always, thanks for being a part of the entire gang. Stay safe, stay well, buy independent fonts, and we will see you next year. All right, Kyle, and I know you've been practicing all year, so I'm going to start and then I'll kick it off to you. Here we go. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old Lang Syne? For old Lang Syne, my dear, for old Lang Syne. Take it, Kyle! We'll take a cup of kindness yet. For Baseman. old Lang Syne. <laughs> okay, there I have go. some notes. Okay, uh, I thought you might. 